Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. My dad's not here right now. He's still at work. So I'm going to bless him. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I'm going to see if there's a clean version so then my parents and the people at my school will not get mad at me. We've got the spritzer filled with water just in case if stuff gets too fire. I'm going to set up the speaker and I'm going to listen to Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I think this is the best Mike Shope feature that I've heard in a long time. I think his flow is really good on it, and I like his aggressiveness on it. And the bulldog put not enough effort in it. I think overall his flow was good, but I don't like that mumbo rapping. That was my review of Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Didn't need the spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. No spritzer for you. No spritzer. Airborne on a Friday. How's everybody doing out there? Hope everybody's doing good. I'm the Bulldog. Mike Shope is off today still. Nate Geary here on time and accounted for. Good to see you, buddy. Woo! Good to see you. You were early. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the right yep. thing to say right mm-hmm. there. Uh, hope everybody's doing all right on a Friday, getting revved up for a weekend and excited that your football team may have more, well, they have more money. Yeah, it's not even made at their they disposal. Do. They do. Yeah. There's, there's still. It's funny. I, I tweeted about that because uh, you know the, the the wheels start spinning. You know, like oh, you know, and Mike Tanier is going to be on with us at four. I, the way I phrased the tweet was like they've got more money, and he's like they've just got less non money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like they've gone yeah. from fifty over to forty over, or, you know, ballparking it. Uh, but yeah, there was news today. If you haven't heard uh, the salary cap, and there there was some sort of leaning this way uh, reporting this week that don't be surprised. Sort of phrasing from some of the big shots if the cap goes up more than has been expected, uh, and that happened today. The, the The Bills have got an extra, I guess, eleven to twelve million dollars. But uh, bad news is, so do 31 other teams. Uh, Thank you, Tay Swift. Who are not right? Who are not? Who are not as over the cap as aggressively as the Bills are? But hey, look. So they have to do less trimming, or they can still do the same amount of trimming and have more money to spend. Fun coupons. Yeah, and like I look, I'm a you know I'm a responsible adult, grown man. I I don't always uh you know win one parlay every two months and go like oh i can buy a new guitar but i sometimes do uh i sometimes do and so i hear about this and i think like you know is there is there room now can we even can we talk can we dream are we allowed to dream 
or you know, do we have to just buy milk and bread and eggs with uh, with with this extra money? Or can we, you know, can we buy a guitar? Can we buy? <laughs> can I interest you in a Mike Evans? Anyone? Is there, is there any chance the Bills can go big game hunting? Can we buy a guitar in free agency? Can we buy a guitar? Um, like I. I I don't know how much this will change what the Bills apprise. And, and honestly, I don't know how much of a surprise uh, this is to them. Because there was reporting going on this week that was indicating that this could happen. There's a good chance that the teams already had some idea that they were going to get closer to the figure that has been reported today, $250 million for the salary cap. Did you look at the chart, by the way, of the, of the, of the cap, like where it started and where it is now? Do you have a guess? Have you seen it? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Do you have a guess at what the NFL salary cap per team was in 1994 when the salary cap first was implemented? $65 million. Less. Yeah. Twenty-eight million. Okay, you're closer. I, I 30, still less. Thirty-six okay. or thirty-eight million was. I don't have it right in front of, me, but it was. It was in the. It was in the high thirties, mid to high thirties. Mama, the times are is changing. what I saw. Like, I mean, right? Can you even imagine? Third, how? How? <laughs> how did you run a pro football team with only that much money to spend on players? It's incredible. Uh, the growth. So. Like so, the wheels turn for me to and like again. I don't know how realistic it is, but I like to have fun as much as the next guy or gal talking about the bills. So they've got extra money, and I, I think this is always out there. Like there's a certain element of the fan base that you know we'll, we'll get this call from time to time, and you can call right now with this if you want eight zero three zero five fifty. Although it'd be weird to just parrot what I'm saying uh, right now as a call, but still, um, you know, I just got a feeling they'll find a way. You know, they'll find a way to do something, maybe one big thing. And if you were of that mind to begin with, I would think news like today's only pushes that further into the front of your brain. And people like me who haven't been thinking that at all suddenly open their eyes a little bit to like, hey, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. They don't just have to keep their own guys. Maybe they can find their way to one big ticket item. Um, I don't know. Did your did your mind did you allow yourself to have that thought at all when you heard the news about the salary cap going up more than anticipated? Absolutely. I listen, I think there's absolutely a Connor McGovern parallel move. Like that was their marquee signing last year, which by the way, going into that offseason when Connor McGovern was signed, I think most people were like, Okay, well, if this is the big move, eh, move the needle a lot for me. He was damn good. How about this? I barely remember Anyone saying his name at any point from training camp all the way through the season into the playoffs, I barely knew he existed. And if you're an offensive lineman, that's exactly <laughs> what I want from you. I don't want to ever know you play football because that means you're not getting penalties, you're not giving up sacks, and you're not getting beat because you're just you are you just do your job and you exist and you show up for your you know it, it's like the perfect company guy shows up on time, leaves on time. Uh, doesn't complain and you know just does his job and no one ever has to ask mm -hmm. you know what doesn't never takes any sick days doesn't take vacation days doesn't use PTO nothing <laughs> that's Connor McGovern um, I, all for all if that, that which it was it was their big signing last year 
it was probably one of the more under-the-radar, really good signings Brandon Bean has had in free agency, other than Leonard Floyd, obviously, which uh, that came a little later. Right. Also a very good signing, um, considering you know when they got him, yeah. June. Sort of a different category. Yeah, a different category, though. Um, and different impact. I mean, a very different position, obviously. I, I think that they're, this move could potentially open things up for them to bring back Leonard Floyd. Um, I'm not sure how on the radar that was. I'm not sure if he, what his value is, how it's changed from last year, considering the season he had another double digit or close to it sack season, led the Bills in sacks. Um, does that do anything to his market? Or uh, he did the same thing the year before, and the right. year before that, and the year before that. Yeah, and it's kind of weird he, that he was on the market when he was. Right. So. so maybe that, you know, puts the Bills in position to, I'd like to see them bring Leonard Floyd back. I thought he was really good last year. Um, so. I, I think if it does that, that's one thing. But I do think they'll have a Connor, McG- uh, Connor McGovern, a tier two-ish free agent. Um, I think that could be the big move. You see, um, that also might could even open the door to now maybe they can swing a trade, um, a, maybe a Jerry Judy or something along a lot trade like that, mm-hmm, right? Where it's mm-hmm. a younger player with a year or two left on uh, on a contract or a rookie deal. Um, but yeah, I, I continue to think that even without this move, that that tier two free agent was still yeah. going to be kind of the the, the move for the Bills, and I, I think that doesn't change much. I'm still very much going to be thinking about receiver, and we've been talking and thinking about receiver in the draft a lot, of course, uh, and rightly so. The Bills have a need there. They're almost, you know, I, I guess this move could uh, help them keep Gabe Davis if they wanted to, but I just don't anticipate that. Um, I think the way they've talked about what they want to accomplish in their offseason here for their passing game leans me toward, like, they're never going to come out and say we need to get somebody better or different necessarily than Gabe Davis, but I think that's that's been the plan. Um, so I am thinking very much about receiver for this, and I have been in the back of my mind thinking about receiver for this, for free agency, some, some mid-tier, like, I, you know, I'm... I, you want to dream about Mike Evans? Feel free to call us eight zero three zero five fifty. Like that—that's fun. You want to dream about the very top of the class, Michael Pittman Jr., who's you know younger and probably going to be around the same salary uh, ballpark, you know, mid twenties or somewhere in that range as someone like Mike Evans, who's accomplished obviously a lot more in the league. Um, but even before this news of the cap. I've been thinking about receiver for free agency. Mike has been big on this Hollywood Brown idea, and I don't even know if they can afford him necessarily. Kendrick Bourne's name has come up uh, a time or two as well. I like that. And I think the likelihood of them adding a veteran receiver to at least start the season on the outside has to be very high. Because if you you think about the Bills and how they go about things here, how likely is it? that this team, run by Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, is going to head into the draft needing a starting receiver on the outside. Gabe Davis was on the field over 90% of the time the last couple of years. And they do not have a plug-and-play replacement unless you want to tell me you think it's Justin Shorter, which, you know, he'll be in that mix, I'm sure. And body-wise, skill set-wise, maybe, you know, you can see a match there. But he has proven exactly nothing yet. And that's the same you could say for a first-round rookie. As excited as I want to be about them nailing down an eventual number one receiver in this draft, them counting on that dude to start day one on the outside, I I just can't see them doing it. The guy might end up winning the job, 
right? But there will be, I think, a veteran, somebody who's played, you know, 50 games in the league or 100 games in the league on the outside competing for that spot. And so free agency for me, I, I'm, exp- I'm almost – I'll be as stunned as I'd be if the Bills didn't draft a receiver high in this upcoming draft in April – I'll be just about as surprised if they do not find their way to some five to ten million dollar player to replace Gabe Davis, at least to protect themselves from the possibility that the draft does not go their way at all. There's not a guy they like there, or the guy they like simply does not hit the ground running enough for them to count on him being an opening day starter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think that there needs to be some level they. Again, and I said this to Joe Goodberry. No, I said this earlier in the week when we had. Am I supposed to remember who we talked to this week? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I guess I'm supposed to remember that as well. Uh, Matt Harmon, Matt Harmon, Matt Harmon, Matt Harmon, Matt Harmon. Yeah, receivers. Duh, come on. Thank you. Um, but I mentioned to him, you know, everybody talks about Gabe Davis, but I, I think the guy that the Bills really failed to replace outside of, you know, John Brown and, and Cole Beasley was, you know, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. They, he's that kind of veteran we're talking about here. Um, and, you know, I, I, the name that Van Harmon has said, and he's not the only person that said it, but Juwan Jennings from San Francisco, I know he's a restricted free agent, so I'm not sure if he's going to break free or what that looks like, if they're going to tender him or, or maybe move on. Um, but someone like that, you know, you know who else? Like, I also think this needs to be a player that has – this veteran to me – you might need to double dip, meaning he probably is also going to have to be a special teams guy. The guy that – I mean, during the Super Bowl, Chris Connolly had an unbelievable game on special teams. I think for San Francisco. Yes, because it was against his former team. Chris Connolly was drafted by by Kansas City, has been a free agent and not really done much. He had an unreal game. He was a, he, he, if, if San Francisco won, you could have convinced me he was a reason why. He might have mm-hmm. been in the MVP. That's how good on special teams he was in that game. Um, so are, are you looking at a guy that's going to – you're going to – pay and for agency that's going to line up at X receiver and not help you on special teams. I don't know. That's why it's almost like to me, could we see them in Joe Brady? Maybe Joe Brady says, I have a plan for Deontay Hardy that, you know, Ken Dorsey didn't. Um, and we're going to use him more, but like, I do think they want a big bodied X that can bridge the gap from the first couple of months of the season. Uh, first couple of weeks, like, you know, it was nice having Dawson Knox here because Kincaid had a slow start out of the gates. Mm-hmm. They couldn't quite figure out how to use him. So they needed Emmanuel Sanders. There's no doubt to me. And, you know, uh, th- there are names that you can go out there. DJ, sure. I know they were talking this morning, like DJ Chark is a name. Um, but, you know, someone that can help. I Josh Reynolds is a really a name, too, mm-hmm. that I like a lot. Um, <clears throat> it's been reliable for them and, uh, you know, from L.A., but from L.A. went to uh, Detroit with, with right. Goff and um, yeah, someone like that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I, I just, this is not a guy you're going to be looking to spend $10 million a year on. You're going to want someone in the hardy tier, $5 million, mm-hmm. two year, you know, ten and a half, eleven million million, $11 million. That's kind of what you're going to be looking for. And, you know, we were, as we were talking about them getting some more free, or some more caps, cap room because of the, uh, reported or the confirmed cap number for 2024, um, to me, whatever free agent they sign is going to have a very, very, very low cap hit this year. Well, right. That, that's the other thing about it. Like, like when, when you hear the cap is going up for this year and, you know, I, I'm still this much over and, uh, you know, how much room can you really create? You, you, you have to know that 
the teams can structure any deal for these guys in free agency so that the cap hit is low at the outset. I mean, it's why they redo deals with their own veteran guys uh, to kick that can down the road. I mean, that bill always comes due eventually, and it would for any free agent that you're bringing in, but you can structure it with bonus money up front so that you stretch that out and the cap hit at the outset is low, which is you know how you get to the idea that you could get a surprisingly bigger name than you've been thinking about with this news about the cap increasing. The <laughs> the only thing that th- there, there there is a, a one hitch here and it, it is that because there's more money available, does everyone just get more money? Like does everyone just cost more? Hey, good news, you got a raise. Bad news, everything costs more. Mm. <laughs> right? Like just is that hey, agents and players are going to be, you know, the hands are going to be out, right? Like I you you've, you you're flush. Everybody's flush. So Teams that are in better shape, great shape financially with the salary cap right now may be willing to spend more, and that could be bad for the Bills, even with this added little kick. I mean, having extra money is never bad, but the teams that could sort of shape the market that have money to spend could cause problems in that regard, too. And that could end up pushing the dollar figures up on guys the Bills were interested in or thinking they'd be able to fit in at one rate, and now it's going to be you know a million or two more because the market's going bonkers because the cap went up as aggressively as it did. That, that, I mean, that could happen. I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, you know, submarine our conversation by bringing that up, but that's just the reality of it. Like, you know, if, if, it, if you've got more money to spend, players are going to get more money. Yeah, and that's right. And I think you also, a team like, if you're a team like Miami, who is trying to get to a this contract extension and they want to keep Christian Wilkins, and are they going to cut one of their corners? Are mm-hmm. they going to – they've got Javon Holland to pay in a year. They've got J- Jalen Waddell to Waddle's pay in a year. Coming up. Um, they, they've got three holes at offensive line. Uh, that's – a good situation for the Dolphins because now they've got a little extra cap room that they, that they didn't know they were going to have. But it also maybe drives up the price on a Tua. It maybe drives up the price on a Christian Wilkins. Uh, so, yeah, to me, it's it, it's it's a double-edged sword. You think more money's good. More mm-hmm. money's always good. But it also means, you know, it's, it's, it's the same idea as, hey, you know, I really want to make more money so that I have more money. But really, when you make more money, you just spend more money right. is really what it is. And that's kind of what the same if you know, the, idea If is. all the stuff you wanted to buy costs more anyways, there goes the extra money you right. had, right? right. And, and that's, what, that's what I'm saying. That's what could happen uh, here. It almost probably will happen to some degree uh, once free agency actually uh, does get here. So, yeah, veteran receiver seems like, a, like to me, a no-brainer. Uh, how big they want to go there, how big they can go there, how big I even want them to go there. Like I mentioned Mike Evans. I mean, that's, that's a super exciting uh, idea, an interesting idea. I don't know that I would want to do it. Like if, if we, you know, free agency gets here and we're on the air and we find out, whoa! the Bills did a thing with Mike Evans and it's, you know, four years and uh, 120 million or something <laughs> at 30 years old. That could be really cool for a year, you know, right? He and Diggs together, but suddenly after a year at maybe two at most, I'm like, whoa, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know, like you, again, you could make it work for a year, I think with a low cap hit on a new contract and Diggs is huge cap number but eventually you're going to just run into trouble. So I, I don't know how much it'll really change what the Bills want to do tactically, but 
I, I, you know, I do think receiver in free agency, as much as I'm on the receiver train for the draft, I think receiver in free agency, someone to potentially start almost has to happen uh, for this team. And just, you know, you mentioned a couple names there. Josh Reynolds, g- good name. Uh, what about Kelvin Ridley? Did, that started out looking really great for Jacksonville. And then, I don't know, there were some drops, and I'm and not sure how great that looked. If they resign him, they have to give up a second-round pick. Right. So He's probably going to market. Yeah. And, you know, they may say, yeah, we really like you, but you're 29 years old. And not only is signing you prohibitive to our cap, but he also costs us a premium draft capital in a year that is one of the deepest wide receiver drafts ever. They might just say, we're going to take a wide receiver with the, with the second – our right. second, you know, round pick, and we think we'll get similar production. So I think he's going to hit the market. I think that's the one thing about this wide receiver free agent market, and with Gabe Davis in particular, right? Is this draft class being as deep as it is is going to stunt that market? Um, T. Higgins is the number one receiver on this free agent on this free agent market for wide receivers, coming off of a, not a good year, like a down year production wise. Now injury and in, in quarterback, but when you're that guy in a contract year, you want to have your best season. Um, yeah, coming off de- of your he best, definitely and, didn't, and he yeah. did not. But it's still he still flashed. I mean that that touchdown against Minnesota is oh, as he, good as it gets. If he hits the market, he's he's getting he's, a get number, he's getting number one receiver money. That's right. And but I do think for guys like Gabriel Davis, it's I'm really I am super interested to see what his his market looks like. He just to me in my mind, I'm like you are a Carolina Panther. I mean, right? I mean that's that just makes so much sense. Uh, but yeah, to me, I'm, I'm super interested to see what a market I, for Gabriel Davis looks I, like. I want to word this so it's not as harsh as it could be toward him. I, I want his market to be incredible. Me too. Because I, 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 not not because I want some team to sign him and regret it or anything like, or for him to you know be oh what a horrible idea that was. I don't want I'm them not, to convince I'm, themselves. Yeah, right. I'm not I rooting. I'm not rooting themselves. against him at all. I hope he goes. You know, as long as he doesn't go to like Kansas City or somewhere, uh, I, I hope he I hope he lands somewhere and and has success. But I want his market to be good enough that it it doesn't fall to a spot where the Bills go. Well, you know, we were going to spend X amount of money on Josh Reynolds or Hollywood Brown. Well, we know Gabe Davis and we love Gabe Davis, so why don't we just do that for the same money if if his market doesn't meet what is anticipated? I I, I don't want that. I I, I and I, I suspect that they wouldn't do that anyways because, again, I think they recognize that they've been somewhat limited. I think you've made the exact right point about Emmanuel Sanders. Like Davis was a nice piece when you had A him, compliment. Yeah, when he, he blows up and has four touchdowns in a playoff game and Sanders is a free agent, it was very... Easy Com- to convince very, yourself. Very comfortable yep. for the Bills to go, okay, well, there's our new that, – that's it. There's yep. the guy. And I don't think that they've had enough juice in their passing game in large part because of that choice. So I would agree I, with that. I want a replacement. I think they do too, uh, but I'd like it to be a no-brainer. Like, like, I would like him to get $15 million somewhere and the Bills to go – Thank you for coming. And we have Sale today, correct? Yes, Sale's okay, going to so join us at 5. Sale was on with Joe this morning, and I was listening on the way into work and, th- and kind of hearing Sale talk about, like, you know, he's like, just hypothetical, right? Let's just say his market is done, and he's like, you know what? I want to come back. Let's run this back for at least another year, $5 bucks. And then you're like, you kind of have to do that. That's hypothetical, and I don't mm-hmm. see that happening. 
I hope that even at $5 million that the Bills would say, no, thank you. Not because we don't like you, um, but because I hope the reason it doesn't happen is because then they won't be convinced that they don't have to draft right. a number one receiver, that they don't have to go out and really try to make this, remake this position. Because it's not, again, to your point, it's not, I don't like Gabe Davis. I don't think he's a good player. Those are That's not where I am with Gabe. But where I am with this offense is I, I need them to have the self-awareness that running back a group that is largely the same is not the answer. It's a group it's that resulted not. in them becoming the run-heaviest team in the league right. the last month and a half of the season. Look, that is not where you want to be in Correct. 2024 in the NFL. With I think Josh even, Allen. Even with defense sort of yeah. awakening or whatever. Uh, yeah, so I, I hope I hope that that all plays out that way um, and that he go Carolina, perfect. Go go catch 90 passes uh, from Bryce Young and win five games, and I'll we'll you know we'll see you later. Eight oh three oh five fifty. You got an idea you really like in free agency? Extra money, people. The Bills have got a little more flexibility than we thought they'd have. Uh, what do you think? Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number. Uh, we already mentioned it. Mike Tanier. He's he's got a new sort of independent project. He's been involved in uh, his Twitter bio is hilarious. I, I'll, I'll get to it. I don't have it open in front of me here, but he's been Football Outsiders and a couple of other gigs. He's got his own deal going now. But we enjoy talking to Mike about the league, and he just dropped a piece today on he's doing I guess around the league top quarterbacks all time for franchises and the Bills one was today so he's got that up current uh, of interest to Bills fans I tweeted that out earlier anyway Mike will be with us at four sale like Nate just mentioned at five on this salary cap news with the cap going up to 250 million dollars about somewhere between 11 and 12 million more than what was anticipated. So we're kind of kicking that around. The Sabres play tonight as well. That doesn't get here until 6 when Paul Hamilton will join me to kick off Sabres pregame. They're in Columbus tonight to play the Blue Jackets. Again, 803-0550 is the number. Nate Geary in for Mike Shope. I am the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.